0: Circle, yes we rotate. 360 degrees, ha ha. 360 degrees, ha ha. 360, 360, 360 degrees, ha ha. Hi, Miyu Yum, Miyu Cho Onum, and Namo to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting from right here at KPFA in Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, also known to settlers as Berkeley, California. This week on Full Circle, we will keep our eyes and our ears on Palestine. On tonight's show, we'll be joined again by our special guest you met a couple weeks ago, Palestinian-American activist Leila Darwish. She will again reflect on the past few days and give us an update on her victories and her work in Fresno. We'll also hear some voices from the past few weeks of Full Circle and tell you how to see the videos of the events. And finally, we're raising funds to keep KPFA on the air So we will be asking for your support for this important and critical media outlet. All that tonight on Full Circle. Natung Frank Sterling Jr. Yaka coming to you from downtown Antioch. This is Bay Miwok territory, home of the Hupan and Ompan people. Keep it locked right here to KPFA. And again, the Mocium to Full Circle, the weekly show produced by apprentices and graduates of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, Datung Frank Sterling, Jr. Yaka. And real quick, before I start the show tonight, I want to remind everybody, um, as I just mentioned, that we are raising funds for KPFA tonight. And throughout the past weeks, KPFA and Full Circle, along with many other shows, have brought you an alternative perspective on the ongoing genocide of the people of Palestine. If we lose this important media outlet, these voices could be silenced as far as radio goes. KPFA has been instrumental in bringing the voice of not only Palestinians, but also the Jewish community that is saying, no, this genocide is not in our name. So tonight, as I share these important voices, please take a moment to donate to this station, KPFA. There's all kinds of gifts to choose from, and there is a gift to anybody that donates at any level. And that is KPFA's um, History of Israel and Palestine with a timely lecture by Israeli historian Ilan Papa. And that's from October 19th. Also a teaching on Gaza at UC Berkeley with Professors Angela Davis and Hatem Bazian, and the film The Occupation of the American Mind. And the way you can make a donation of any size is to head over to kpfa.org and click on that Donate tab. And while you're there, you can search around for any other gifts you may be interested in. There's dozens of books, KPFA clothes like socks, hats, T-shirts, hoodies, and other cool KPFA stuff. Again, that's KPFA.org, or if you'd like to call in on the phone, the number is 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-K-P-F-A. So now let's get into our first segment of the night, and that is our update from Palestinian-American activist Layla Darwish based down in Fresno. I spoke to her yesterday about recent events in Palestine and some of the work that she is doing down in Fresno. Check it out, and we'll be right back here on Full Circle KPFA. Thanks for joining me on Full Circle. And we've brought back our very special guest, Layla Darwish, Palestinian-American and activist. She's down in the KFCF area in Fresno. How you doing, Layla? Thanks for joining us tonight.
1: Uh that's always a tough question. Um right now I'm doing okay. This morning I wasn't. Of course every morning I listen to the news. And so um I'm up and down. It's 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 a really scary roller coaster. Emotional roller coaster.
0: It is and it's tough to just like I like we talked before just doing um ordinary things feel um there's no pleasure, there's no it's just like your mind is constantly with uh your folks. Right. Well, let me start with that. Let's get an update. Last time we talked, it was about two weeks ago. Uh, the, the temporary ceasefire was on. Um, prisoner exchanges were happening. Now, um, fast forward to today, um, the ceasefire has been lifted for a number of days. Uh, massive um, death and casualties already inflicted in just a few days. Um, let's start there. Um, as, we, as I just mentioned, we did talk a couple of weeks ago. And um, one thing you were adamant about is not just a ceasefire, but a permanent ceasefire. How are you feeling? I know I asked you that a moment ago, but um, we'll go a little deeper. How are you feeling now that things have um, returned, the chaos is back and um, the bombs are again falling and, um, you know, family and friends are in danger?
1: You know, after the ceasefire was lifted, it appeared evident that they started massacring Palestinians even far worse than they were before the ceasefire and that sends them like this is what we want to do we want to end it all we want to kill you all and get rid of you and ethnic cleanse you and take all your land and build another park over it or build another canal and make a profit off of it and their message was clear the unfortunate thing about all of this, and it's such a cowardly, cowardice act, because Israel, the Israeli occupation, they are fighting a fight against people who don't have an army. These are majority children. All we see on the videos are children that have been disfigured and killed and buried underneath the rubble. I see more children, more than anything, being killed. And this is a war that they're fighting, the so-called war. It's not a war. It's unequivocal. They're using, they're pressing a button from some other, you know, area, and they're bombing children. Like, this is, this is just uncalled for.
0: It is very painful and um, hard to watch the images. I assume like um, you and many other folks, um, like myself, I force myself to watch them so I don't turn away. I see what's happening because it's hard to convey the brutality if you are not really um, opening yourself up to see the horrific images. So it's hard to look, um, but I, I force myself to, as I imagine a lot of people do, um, so we can feel the, the heartache and the, the pain. Well, let me ask you this, because as we did watch um, some prisoner exchanges, And uh, we talked about the brutality that uh, Palestinian children, men, women, um, average citizens face in the Israeli jails. And as we um, witness different um, prisoner exchanges, compare um, what you have seen with your own eyes through your media sources, your friends on the ground, um, the experience difference between Palestinian uh, prisoners and um, the Israeli prisoners.
1: When you see Palestinians being released, while it's bittersweet that they get to see and embrace their family members, you also see that the life has been sucked out of their lives. You also see that blank expression, the the expression of not knowing where to go from here. You also see signs of physical and mental abuse. And the staunch difference between the captives that were held by the resistance in Gaza is they're giving them high fives. They're giving them hugs. They're giving them smiles. They're, it's almost as if they've made a relationship. They became uh, friends. And almost like it's it's not a goodbye forever, but hope to see you again. This is stuff that's not made up. You just, you cannot not see these things. We are seeing this in real time. And thanks to social media, we get to see that. Now, in 2000, when I was living in Palestine, no one got to see this. I did because I was living there. I saw the mass killings and the bombings, and I've experienced that. But it was like no one in the United States or outside really got to see that. Even when Rachel Corey was, you know, um, run over by a tractor, I was living there at the time. And I thought, that's it. And a foreign person was murdered. Then the whole world is gonna know and hear our story. And that never happened. And now we have uh, you know, social media, and that's still, you know, that's still not enough.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember when Rachel Corey happened, we reported on it um heavily, of course, at KPFA flashpoints. Um, yeah, so I did notice uh the stark difference in some of the returning uh prisoners. Um, well, let's talk about um some actions that's been happening where you're at. For those listening to KPFA, um, Layla is down in the Fresno area for our KFCF folks. Uh, Hello to you all down there. You doing a lot of work down there. What is happening Friday in Fresno? What have you all accomplished as activists there?
1: Something major and unprecedented that we have done here in Fresno is we have gotten our flag to be raised downtown, near City Hall. Uh, We're gonna be raising seven Palestinian flags. Finally, something to represent us. I mean, in a place like the Central Valley that isn't as progressive as other coastal cities, this is huge, this is epic. And for the first time in my life, I've never felt so represented in such a symbolic way. So I am proud of my community. I'm proud that we didn't give up the fight. Um, it has been um, a tough effort, a long struggle. I've been having back and forth with the mayor, and it's been hard to reach the mayor. I've been speaking at city council meetings, and um, it was through them seeing me and hearing me through the city council meetings that got us here, um, along with my partner in crime, so to speak, quote unquote, uh, Yassid, who's been um, behind my back all the way. And, you know, that really helped at least I I don't doing this alone anymore. And now with the backing of the Palestinian community, this is something so encouraging. And, um, we have a long road ahead of us, but this is definitely a step in the right direction. And it's definitely motivating me to keep doing what I'm doing. And I, I hope for the rest of the community as well.
0: And what would you say to folks that say um, resolutions, raising the flag or other stuff like this is just kind of virtue signaling? How do you you just kind of explained it, but um, how important is it to you, um, as you just said, feeling represented, feeling seen? How do you see um, city councils passing resolutions, uh, the raising of the Palestinian flag, these other gestures of solidarity that some call virtue signaling? How do you feel about these?
1: Because showing up at city council meetings and speaking, this has given me an opportunity to sit with several members of the city council members and former city council members and assemblymen who still have, you know, um, a power with these people, and I've been having meetings with them and open dialogues with them. That's all I ever wanted, such to have a sit down and a chit chat about Palestine, the occupation, the the history of the occupation, and so that that this didn't start on October 7th. And just to know who I am, even, and just invite people to get to know um, and start a relationship with Palestinian uh, local community members. So it's provided me with this opportunity, and that's why I encourage it. First, it started with just going over the uh, genocide and how many Palestinians have been killed and and the breaking of the international law. And then it started with, you know, um, now we want to push for a a permanent ceasefire resolution. Uh, Mainly me, I was against the ceasefire, as you know, because I know what that means. Being through this over and over again, how many times did we ask for a ceasefire only for uh, every year, every few months, Israel to bombard Gaza and the continuous arrests and brutalization of Palestinians all throughout the West Bank, not just in Gaza. Um, I've I've been pushing for a permanent ceasefire, and the more I push, the more I see change. The more I I I don't hold back, and I share my opinion, and I I you know express my beliefs, the more I see change in people. And now the verbiage has changed. We went from talking about a ceasefire to now a permanent ceasefire. Since the last time we spoke, different cities have been passing resolutions. Oakland has passed a resolution. San Francisco, uh, what's his name, Preston, got emotional when he was speaking about um, going forward with the uh, permanent ceasefire resolution. And now, while we were working on a, a draft of a ceasefire, a permanent ceasefire resolution here in Fresno, that gave uh, an opportunity for um, Council Councilman uh, Miguel Arias to say, "Hey, look, I will offer you my help to raise the Palestinian flag." It gave us this opportunity, and if it wasn't for us going and and me speaking to city council members this would have never happened. We can't just sit down and hope for the best. We have to speak and make an action. There's prayer involved, there's doing an action, there's opening up dialogue in every way, shape or form, wherever you work, wherever you walk. I I walk around with the Kufiya, with the chain of the Palestinian map across my neck. This is to open up dialogue and to just invite people to, hey, ask me if you're on the fence, if you don't know, ask. I'll give you resources. I'll tell them to which radio stations like the one I'm I'm with right now. So this is this is what I encourage. And I, it's, it's a huge motivation. But again, I'm not going to stop. We have a long way to go. We have APAC. We have J Street. We have these huge lobbyists that we have to tackle. And it doesn't end here.
0: Definitely. And just before we started recording this interview, we talked about um, tonight we are fundraising for KPFA, KFCF, and you have been with me. This is now your third time. I've had other folks on. I've um, basically been dedicating my airtime to the voices of Palestinians and solidarity with the Palestinians. Um, how important has. Uh, independent media, um, community radio. How important has all this been um, to you personally and to um, the Palestinian community to be able to get their uh, voices heard?
1: anytime, First of all, growing up in the United States, I never heard any Arabic speaking or any representation of me or my people. So I never knew what I was missing. Um, I just related to any other minority background that was on television. And then once I saw and I heard music on radio stations like this, Arabic music, people of my background, Palestinian descent speaking, it gave me the chills. It gave me more motivation to just keep doing what I'm doing and, and you know, um, wanting to support radio stations like this who will put on whole documentaries about histo- the history of Palestine. I mean, it's the first time... I listened to radio stations like this. I got emotional. I didn't know what I was missing. And it was like, finally, somebody is putting a spotlight on what's going on and, you know, my, our part of the world. Whereas all we see and all we're bombarded with is mainstream media. It's almost like we can't even avoid it. Even if we're not watching it, we somehow seem to know what's going on with celebrities. And I'm just like, how do I know that? that's scary. I don't even follow that stuff, but yet I know what's happening with Taylor Swift. So, you know, that's why these stations are really important. And I always encourage people to listen and support.
0: Well, thank you for that. I'm glad that um, you are able to be able to come on and speak. I'll throw out the, um, the website real quick, which is KPFA.org. If you go there and hit the donate tab, um, you can make a contribution to KPFA tonight, as well as um, funds also go to KFCF if you're from that area. And if you want to call on the phone, the number is 1-800-439-5732. You could remember that by going uh, 1-800-HEY-KPFA. You could scroll along on the website, kpfa.org. Check out the books, DVDs, other things that um, you can get as a thank you gift. Again, we've been speaking with uh, Layla Darwish. She's my special guest again. um, I thank her for joining me, coming back and staying on uh, Full Circle with us um, to keep the Palestinian voice in our ear and um, on our radio station. And um, we'll stay in contact with Layla. We'll bring her back and uh, keep her voice uh, strong. Um, How can people follow what you're doing if there are KFCF folks that are listening and want to get involved with your work down in Fresno, how could people um, watch for you, uh, connect with you, or link up with you and folks that are organizing with Palestinian Solidarity in Fresno?
1: Yeah, you could find me on Instagram before they permanently ban me again. Um, it's under <laughs> Layla D00, that's L A Y D E E 00. That's my Instagram handle. I'm also on Twitter, uh, just under Leila Darwish, and I'm also on Facebook. Um, I'm also the founder and creator of Palestine Freedom Project, which is a local um, community that advocates and educates and informs and performs actions for Palestine. Originally, I started it when I was a Fresno State University student, and then it continued on. Those are some ways you can keep in contact with me. And, of course, through you and your radio station.
0: <laughs> Definitely. And, like always, we will post uh, links to uh, Layla's work, her social media handles, on our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show tonight. Layla, I appreciate all your work. Uh, congratulations on um, the fruits of your labor down there in Fresno, the raising of the Palestinian flag um, today, Friday. Um, That flag will be going up. How long will the flag be flying for? Do you know?
1: Seven Palestinian flags will be waving in the skies for one week from Friday to Friday. I welcome everybody to come join us. Come meet me. Come talk to me and um, just to celebrate.
0: All right. Well, I I expect to see some great shots of that on your social media and then um, back to work for sure.
1: Mm, yes, definitely. We have a long way to go. This is not the end. This is just the start.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think it's important to celebrate these victories when we get them and take that moment to pause and realize that, you know, things are changing. And hopefully, um, with, through our work, the work you're doing, the work that we're trying to do at KPFA, that we can enlighten folks to what's really happening um, and uh, change the world, of course.
1: Yes, I dedicate this minor victory to all of the children in Palestine who have been suffering. And I hope that my message can get to them that I'm doing this for them and for nobody else.
0: Thank you very much, Layla. I appreciate your time. Stay safe out there, keep up the good work and um, we'll be in touch and we'll get you back. And again, congratulations um, on the raising of seven uh, Palestinian flags um, in the city of Fresno.
1: Yes, free Palestine.
0: All right, again, welcome back. You're listening to Full Circle on KPFA Radio. We are part of the Pacifica Radio Network, and I'm your host tonight, Free Will and Franklin. Again, you just heard my special guest, Layla Darwish, Palestinian-American activist, speaking to us from the KFCF land down in Fresno. And as you heard her say, right now, there are seven Palestinian flags flying in Fresno For the next seven days, thanks to the hard work of Layla and other activists in the community. So congratulations to you all. And if I get some of those pictures, I'm going to post them on our website tonight. Um, You also heard Layla mention the importance of community radio, independent media and social media to be able to get the word out about what is really happening on the ground in Palestine, the atrocities that are going on. And we may not even be seeing the worst of it because in certain areas of Gaza, there is no Internet or communication getting out. Some areas are completely cut off from the outside communications and outside reporting. Um, But as we know and have seen in the past and recently, the truth will come out and the truth will come to light. And KPFA will be a part of that story. So before we get into our next clip for the night, I want to quickly remind you that we are raising funds for KPFA tonight. This important local community radio station, part of a five-station network for the past 70-plus years, KPFA has been listener-funded. That means you out there listening have helped support our work. You, our listeners, have kept us going since the creation of this station in 1949. So if you're able to keep that tradition alive tonight, please keep the voices of the Palestinian people on the air. Give us a click right now at kpfa.org and make a secure donation online. That's kpfa.org. And again, if you'd like to call in and make a donation, the number is one 800 439 Five seven three two and that's one-eight hundred Hey KPFA. And tonight, as we continue to share these historical recordings with you, please continue to listen and consider making a donation if you have not yet done so. So right now we're going to say thank you to all of those that have already donated. We appreciate you. We thank you. And we remind you that when you donate between the hour of 7 and 8 p.m., it shows you do support the work of Full Circle. So, again, we thank you. And um, let's move on because we want to bring you some more um, very recent sounds that would only be heard here on KPFA Radio. And this next one is part of the opening ceremony at the Alcatraz Indigenous Peoples Thanksgiving Day Sunrise Gathering. This year in 2023, in light of the ongoing devastation and genocide of the Palestinian people and the people of Gaza and the West Bank, the yearly gathering on Alcatraz showed tremendous solidarity for the Palestinian people and highlighted their similarities to the indigenous people of the United States. Of course, as always, a crew from KPFA was on the island as we have been for the last 20 plus years to broadcast from Alcatraz Island, The Rock, the voices of indigenous people from around the world. Check out this short clip from Lara Kaswani of the Arab Resource and Organizing Center, a.k.a. AROC, as she speaks about the decades of solidarity between indigenous people and the people of Palestine.
2: My name is Lara Kiswani, and I am the Executive Director of AROC, the Arab Resource and Organizing Center. I am joined by a Palestinian delegation of 70 strong, here raising our flags, joining our Indigenous siblings. For over 20 years, I have come to Alcatraz every year to join you all in standing in solidarity. People may wonder why it is we raise the Palestinian flag on Alcatraz during sunrise ceremony. Let's start by beginning by saying, Palestine is not just a racial justice issue. Palestine is not just a human rights issue. Palestine is not just an anti-war issue. Palestine and the Palestinian freedom struggle is an indigenous struggle. Today as we join you in one of the most difficult times in our history, we do not stand here in despair. We stand here proud and we stand here knowing we are joined by the masses around the world who are demanding a different world where everybody can live in dignity from here to Palestine. We also know that over the last several weeks, right here in the Bay Area, you all have risen up with us. You have shown up to the port of Oakland to stop a military vessel from going to aid in the genocide in Gaza. You have shut down federal buildings to demand that our elected officials echo our demands for a ceasefire now. And you have shut down the Bay Bridge, letting the world know there is no, there is no business as usual when there is a genocide. But let it be known that when we shut down bridges, When we shut down SFO against the Muslim ban, when we march 50,000 people strong in San Francisco, demanding Palestinian freedom, we are also demanding land back. Our struggle is only made possible by the solidarity of the stewards of this land, the indigenous people of Turtle Island. may be 75 years old, but yours is a hundreds of years old. And you remind us every day that our resistance continues. That our people will replant every tree that the Zionists and colonizers uproot. Woo! That for every baby that is killed, another will be born. For every freedom fighter that is martyred, another will fight back. In the same breath that we demand a ceasefire, in the same breath that we fight for a free Palestine, we demand the freedom of Leonard Peltier. We want you to know today that we are with you, our indigenous siblings, always. And we will be with you when we are free because when they colonized Palestine and the Western forces stole our land in 1948, They said the old will die and the young will forget. Let today be a testament that the old are alive and remember and the young will never forget and they will fight back. And we will live in a free Palestine and we will witness decolonization in our lifetime. Thank you.
0: All right, again, welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM, KPFA and KPFA.org, part of the Pacifica Radio Network. And you just heard Lara Kaswani of the Arab Resource and Organizing Center speaking from the rock, Alcatraz Island, this past Indigenous Peoples Thanksgiving Day sunrise gathering. So again, real quick, I'll take this moment to ask if you can support The work like that, that we do to broadcast these important events on the KPFA airwaves. If that's something you can support, head over to KPFA.org. Make that secure donation online and show your support for this important media outlet and this show full circle. If you would like to call in, the number is 1-800-439-5732. You can remember that by remembering 1-800-HEY-K-P-F-A. So give us a click right now. Give us a call. Make that donation. And I'll remind you that um, that one four-minute clip we just heard was only part of the three-hour broadcast that you can still hear right now on kpfa.org. So if you want to hear that three-hour broadcast, just head over to kpfa.org. Click on the archives tab and then go to thanksgiving day 5 a.m and you can hear the entire uh very moving event and i would encourage you to check that out when you have the time thank you again to everyone that has been donating but right now i want to get into our next clip and this will be the all nations drum and singer and this was not recorded on alcatraz island but this This was recorded in mid-November at the Indigenous Peoples Solidarity Rally for Palestine. And this audio is part of a video that is available for you to see. And I'll tell you where you can see that when we get back from hearing this clip.
3: At this time, we're going to bring up the all-nation singers. We're going to bring up the intertribal tribal dancers. We have our relatives here that are offering their songs and dances. This is a healing dance that's being offered. We're going to ask for our relatives, for Nadia, for the Palestinian youth movement, for our our Palestinian relatives to come up to the front here at this time so that they can receive the energy and the blessings from these songs that are being offered. So here to introduce uh, all nation singers.
4: Good evening, folks. We are the All-Nation Singers. Uh, tonight, uh, there was a, a special intentional request to bring out our, our Jingle Dress Dancers. They say this dance uh, came at a time of sickness, a time of, of need for, for, for healing, uh, for balance. And so this, this dress was constructed, um, and again, it has medicine. Just like all these rhythms, there's no, there's no um, question of why and how all these drums came here tonight those vibrations are real the power and the energy and the intention of them are very very real and so we, we pray today uh, with everybody here and internationally uh again like we have uh, you know a lot of us here we're going to go home to our apartments or to our houses and stuff like that but really the intention here is not about us it's about the praying for those people on the other side praying for those people on palestine <laughs> praying for that ceasefire and, and putting the energy laying it down here so that it stops that we pressure those people in, in what, what we think is power, what's been framed as power, we push them to, to seize that fire and to seize aid. So we're gonna um, we're gonna sing a song for our jingle dress dancers. And, and again, these songs have been sung for years and years and generations.
0: right, again, welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 KPFA and KPFA.org. You just heard Manny Lieras of the All Nations Drum and Singers offering their songs and healing dances of the Jingle Dress Dance at the Indigenous People's Solidarity Rally for Palestine held November 9th in Oakland, California. And real quick, I want to remind you that we are raising funds for KPFA tonight. So if you are appreciating this audio, please consider making a donation at KPFA.org. And let me tell you that there's also a video available for you to see of this beautiful song and the beautiful jingle dress dancers. You can find that for free on the First Voice Media Facebook page. Yes, I posted these videos just after the event. There are three hours of speakers and international performances available for free to you on the First Voice Media Facebook page. Again, this is why I would ask for your support for this radio station, KPFA, and this show, Full Circle, the host of the First Voice Media Facebook page. Again, this is volunteer work we are doing, recording that video, then posting it online for you to see. So I want to keep this short because I got another speaker lined up from that event. But real quick, you can donate at kpfa.org. That's kpfa.org. And if you would like to call 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-439-5732. Three, two so let me get back to one more speaker from the indigenous people's solidarity rally for Palestine that was held in Oakland California on November 9th up next we'll hear from Layla not Layla Darwish who we heard from earlier but another Layla and this young woman is from the Palestinian youth movement check it out here on KPFA on full circle
3: Salam, hello everybody I wanted to start this off by addressing that I am a product of displacement and occupation like many of you here today. And with my father's family originating from occupied Ramla, a city that is located southeast of Yaffa, Palestine, it is pre-1948 land that was stolen and it was colonized. I also wanted to address the fact that we are standing here today on colonized, stolen indigenous land as we speak. We cannot talk about the liberation of Palestinians without recognizing that we are here on colonized lands ourselves. A few days ago, November 1st, nineteen thirtieth, was my great-grandmother's 93rd birthday on my mother's side. My great-grandmother was forced out of her home in Jerusalem in 1948 at 17 years old. Deep-rooted in trauma and survivor's guilt, she told me her story. It is drilled in my head her horrific nightmare of a childhood she had in Palestine. I've heard this story. It is not new to me. In fact, I've been hearing this story. I've been hearing this story ever since I was born. Since my mother was born. Since my grandmother was born. Not just from them, but from every single Palestinian I have ever met. Every single one of our stories are always the same in one way or another. Palestinians have been displaced, have been murdered, bombed, and occupied since 1948. What is happening today is not new. This genocide that you are watching on the news, it is not news to us my great-grandma told me i can't sleep at night knowing that a second Nakba is unfolding before our eyes where is the world where is humanity her words constantly haunt me every night the last generation of pre-1948 palestinians have to sit here and watch a second Nakba unfold before their eyes instead of being able to return home and seeing a free palestine like they had always dreamed of we might commemorate the Nakba every year on may 15th but the sad horrific reality is The nekba has never ended. The oppressor's goal is to effectively erase the nekbah's existence from our memory. But with a second nekba occurring in real time, how can they? As the famous quote reads, they tried to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. Our generation and the Palestinian generation onward will continue to make the struggle of our people evident. We will continue to spread our history and voice the truth, no matter what lies the Western media spreads, no matter how much doxing we face, the threats to our futures, we know that we cannot fall silent for their fear tactics and attempt at silencing us, and we cannot stop until justice is served. We will tell our stories and raise our flags high until the day where we can fly it proudly on our native soil once again. No one is safe in Gaza. I can only applaud and beg for the protection of the brave journalists who voice the truth and are real-life heroes on the ground for the world right now. Western media, including Instagram, continues its policy of silencing journalists from inside the Gaza Strip, an attempt at preventing the reporting of crimes occurring in Gaza. Their voices need to reach the whole world. At least 41 Palestinian journalists have been killed since October seventh. To kill a journalist is to hide the truth. We must protect them. We must do everything in our power to not forget about Gaza and the innocent civilians whose lives are taken and destroyed. More than 50% of the population in Gaza are below the age of 18. Children. 91% of children living in Gaza suffer from post-traumatic stress sy- syndrome and shock. The number of people being killed so far is so staggering that this cannot be collateral anymore. Yeah, right. Maha Husseini, a young girl in Gaza, tweeted, We are struggling to get food, we are struggling to get water, and we are struggling to stay alive. Let that sink in. Israeli bulldozers have already started clearing land in northern Gaza. They work during the day to steal more land from Palestinians, then they bomb them at night so they can't sleep. The propaganda of Israel has the right to defend itself has now turned into Israel can do whatever it wants and no one will stop it. Water supply sources, power grids, hospitals, churches, whatever allows for habitability has been bombed. This is the deadliest genocide of our generation. None of the refugee camps in Gaza have been spared in an, att- spared in an attack. These deadly attacks deliberately and strategically perpetrated constitute blatant war crimes for which Israel must be held accountable. The international community cannot relent in its demands for an end to all of the atrocities that Israel's committing in Gaza and the rest of the occupied Palestinian territory. I reiterate the standing calls we've been making for protection of the Palestinian civilian population in accordance with international humanitarian law. In the absence of protection, the casualty toll caused by this Israeli aggression has now surpassed 10,000 Palestinians killed, the majority of them children and women, over 25,000 Palestinians injured. The death toll does not yet include over 2,000 people who were still missing, buried under the rubble, including more than 1,000 children who are unlikely to have survived the brutality of Israel's lethal and destructive assaults. The known child death toll now stands at 4,104 Palestinian children killed in Gaza. This is equivalent to one child killed every 10 minutes by Israel since October 7th. Every ten minutes that the international community fails to act, another innocent life is lost at the hands of the serial violator of child rights. When our brothers and sisters bleed in Palata- Palestine, we bleed too. When they hurt, we hurt too. And when they fight, we must fight too. We are here to call for an urgent international action for an immediate ceasefire to end all USA to Israel and the unimpeded provision of humanitarian access and assistance to Gaza. As entire generations are being carpet bombed, we must not stop in our relentless cries for a ceasefire to open the humanitarian corridor for immediate aid and to end apartheid. The genocide has to end. Palestinian lives are not invaluable, especially children who deserve the right to grow up and to see their futures, who have dreams, who have aspirations, and who have families. They deserve the right to simply live. As Mahmoud Darwish said, a person can only be born in one place. However, he may die several times elsewhere, in the exiles and prisons and in a homeland transformed by the occupation and oppression into a nightmare. I continue to urge everybody to speak up, to not look away, to realize this is a humanitarian crisis and demands all of us to act urgently within our networks. You know enough and you've seen enough. Being against genocide, ethnic cleansing, apartheid, and demanding a ceasefire doesn't mean you're against anyone else. I assure you, you are on the side of humanity when you speak out against oppression and injustice. (laughs) For my great-grandmother, my mother, and every other Palestinian who has been displaced or subject to the genocide and Israeli occupation, the youth community will not fail you. We will not stop using our privilege and our voices around the world until Palestine is free, until liberation and justice is achieved. We will not forget about you, Palestine, for you are forever engraved in our hearts. And to the Israeli occupation, you can turn off the lights, you can cut off communication, and you can commit a genocide in darkness, but the world is still watching. And we will not give up until everybody sees you. Cease fire now. Thank you.
0: All right, welcome back to Full Circle. I'm your host tonight, Free Will and Franklin, and I'm sharing this audio with you from the Indigenous People's Solidarity Rally for Palestine that was held in Oakland, November 9th, outside the federal building. And a quick reminder that you could see the video to this on the First Voice Media Facebook page, and that is First Voice Media on Facebook. And we are getting low on time, and I want to bring you one more clip from another different demonstration for a ceasefire in Palestine. This one, was ho- uh, this one was held November 18th in Berkeley, California, just a couple blocks from KPFA Radio. Let's send it over to Ellen from Jewish Voice for Peace.
5: Hey, everybody. I'm Ellen. I work with Jewish Voice for Peace Bay Area. And I just want to emphasize what Christina says. Criticism of Israel and the ideology of Zionism, which calls for a Jewish-only ethno-nationalist state on the historic homeland of Palestinians, is not the same as Jews. Israel doesn't speak for the Jewish people. Every day that our leaders wait to call for a ceasefire, hundreds more innocent lives are lost. The Israeli military, backed by American taxpayers, is killing children at a rate of 136 a day and has displaced more than 2 million people. Yet our representatives are silent. Representative Nancy Pelosi, President Joe Biden, and U.S. officials across the country and in our own local Bay Area have still not raised their voices in support of a ceasefire a month into the barrage, alienating their voters and Jewish constituents committed to peace and justice in Palestine and Israel. Israel's bombing is unprecedented. It has killed more than 11,000 Palestinians, 40% of whom are children. It has dropped more bombs on Gaza, then the US dropped on Afghanistan over the course of a year and has displaced more than 1.5 million people Israel is killing children at the rate of 136 a day far more than any other conflict in modern history over 5000 children have been killed in Ukraine the rate is 0.7 children a day but who gets the attention in the US media. Israel has bombed hospitals, destroyed mosques, struck refugee camps, and targeted exit routes, escape convoys, ambulances, journalists, and more, violating international law and committing war crimes. A, A ceasefire is the most basic humanitarian response, and our leaders are failing even that call. A ceasefire is the only way to ensure safety for those in Gaza and the only way to bring Israeli civilians safely back home. JVP speaks for those Jews who refuse to let the Israeli government perpetrate unspeakable violence and genocide in our name. In our grief, In our grief and our trauma, we recognize that mass violence and displacement of Palestinians cannot be the answer. As Jews, we are all too familiar with dehumanizing language, violence, and genocide. And we see them all unfolding in Gaza. Israeli politicians are openly using genocidal language, calling for a second Nakba the mass displacement of Gazans from their homes, and the Israeli reoccupation, direct reoccupation of Gaza. Gazans have been called human animals by Israeli politicians and promised to turn Gaza into a city of tents. Several genocide scholars have warned that there is an unfolding genocide in Gaza, as Israel inflicts collective punishment by cutting off water fuel, electricity, medicine, and other aid to the entire population. We say never again for anyone. We refuse to be... (laughs) We refuse to be silent as mass death is inflicted upon the Palestinian people. We refuse to let our Jewish identity be used to continue this slaughter. We represent hundreds of thousands of Jews across the country and the world who are demanding an immediate end to this killing and to this genocide. We are fighting for a ceasefire because we know that our safety is tied together. Only by ending the current cycle of violence can we possibly begin addressing the root causes that led us here. Seventy-five years of occupation and apartheid. A ceasefire is the only way to move towards a future where this kind of mass violence can never happen again. A future where no more Palestinians or Israelis have to bury a family member because of senseless violence perpetrated by the Israeli government and the U.S. government. Representative Barbara Lee has already called for a ceasefire in Gaza. Yeah. We thank her for her leadership and call on all Bay Area representatives and President Joe Biden to follow suit. And I just wanted to say one of the things that gives me hope as someone who's been working for Palestine, in Palestine solidarity for many years is the spontaneous organizing and outpouring of support for the Palestinian people in this movement, like this rally today. This is going on all over the Bay Area, and the backlash against it is going on all over the Bay Area, just as Christina described. I would encourage people to go to the website of the Arab Resource Organizing Center. They have a really good calendar that is updated regularly and tells you everything that is going on. Arab Resource Organizing Center, I believe it's aroc.org yeah, Araborganizing.org, Arab organizing.org. thank you. That's ArabOrganizing.org. And they are one of they and Palestinian Youth Movement are Palestinian organizations leading the resistance to this. I encourage you to follow them. For those of you who um, JVP has a daily power hour. You can go on our website and there you can take action with hundreds of other people. You can email your representatives, you can write to US media outlets to um, tell them to cover what's happening accurately to lift the voices of Palestinians and what's happening to Palestinians. So there's so many ways to take action. This is a beautiful way to do it, but it doesn't stop today. I would encourage all of you to go back to your communities, to go back to your friends, and encourage them to take action so that we can bring about a ceasefire, people power can bring about a ceasefire, and let Gaza live. Thank you.
0: All right, welcome back to Full Circle, right here on 94.1 KPFA and KPFA.org. You just heard Ellen from the Jewish Voice for Peace, She was speaking on the steps of the Old City Hall in Berkeley, just across from the MLK Memorial Park in downtown Berkeley. And that was recorded um, at the ceasefire protest held in Berkeley, November 18th, um, just recently. And if you appreciate this type of audio that we've been bringing you tonight, also making the videos available to you please consider making a donation to this important media outlet KPFA so we don't lose this important station. Head over to kpfa.org, click on that donate tab and do what you can. That's about it for me tonight. I got to get out of here. I'm running out of time. So that brings me to the end of tonight's show. Remember, check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show for more pictures, archive shows, and important links and information related to tonight's show. Also, please like and follow First Voice Media on Facebook, where we are posting live stream video and other material that doesn't always make it to the radio. Shout out to the Full Circle crew, Miss M, the executive director, and me, Freewell and Franklin. I have been your host tonight, and I'm also the technical director for this show, Full Circle. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, while you're out there, to please protect your health, and also very important right now to protect your humanity. And stay tuned to KPFA. Up next is La Onda Bajita. Good night, everyone.